0: It's so great to have you with us today. Today, Psychic Healer and Channel joins me and as, uh, as my co-host in our monthly Truth of the Soul segment to offer listeners free readings and possible healing sessions to help you on your path. We'll be taking calls for an hour and a half. Shaman Rai is a psychic medium, medical intuitive, and healer who also channels messages from beings of light, ascended masters, and archangels. Using his clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and empathic abilities, He provides information about those who are alive or deceased, in addition to holding a Ph.D. in social personality psychology and naturopathy. He is also certified in Reiki, integrated energy therapy, and hypnosis. He can see the condition of the body and identify underlying physical or emotional issues, and as appropriate, he brings in divine energies to initiate a physical, emotional, or spiritual healing process. Call in with one specific question per person to connect to someone on the other side or to look into any physical or emotional pains in a quick psychic reading and possible healing. To prepare, you must ensure that you are in a quiet environment, free of wind, traffic, conversations, or other noise. Please have a pen and paper ready to take notes, as we often give advanced spiritual advice or useful information to help you fortify your spiritual toolbox. Please do not ask general questions such as, when will I meet my soulmate? Rather, the best way to ask a question like that, if you're looking for a relationship, the best way to ask is, what's blocking me from meeting a qualified partner? Asking when isn't going to get you the answer that you want to hear. Sometimes we all have work to do, and if we get the information, we will relay that to you and get you on your way to clearing out whatever blocks are preventing you from meeting someone. But be specific so we can take as many calls as possible. If you would like to schedule a private consultation with Shaman Rai, you can visit his website at shamanrai.com, and that's spelled S-H-A-M as in Michael, A-N as in Nancy, R-A-I.com. If you'd like even more inspiration, review a categorized list of all the show's archives at Spiritual Insights Radio. Thanks for supporting the show by sharing with your social networks. We would love it if you to help spread the word and send people to us who might be in need of our services. Well, please join me in welcoming Shaman Rai back to the show for our first segment in 2016. Hi, Shaman Rai. How are you, dear? I'm,
2: I'm doing great, Charlotte. It's so good to be back with you again.
0: Yes, it's great to work together again. Happy 2016 to you. How has the energy been treating you? <laughs> Good stuff. Well, going
2: Well, a lot of stuff going on. You know, um, you know, I, I see, um, I see new opportunities opening up, and that that is uh, on a personal level. I mean, I, in my case, uh, a relationship is ending. We're friends, mm-hmm. but as a You know, but otherwise it's really ending, and I can see myself moving on in that area. I see a lot of wonderful changes. Although things don't look wonderful right now in the world, I see a lot of wonderful, wonderful changes that will really bring us freedom and bring us closer to ascension. And, um, you know, the planet is ascending, and and we're in the process of raising our vibrations so that we can ascend. And so... um, I am very optimistic about uh, this year. I think we we dealt with a lot of stuff last year, and I think we're we're right on the verge uh, at the end of this month or next month we're really moving into a very positive kind of uh, uh, world environment for ourselves.
0: Yeah, it sure feels that way. Last year, the last six months of it, for me, were especially challenging, uh, but I feel that energy lifting, and I feel it smoothing out, uh things are falling into place more easily and i also found where the less i struggle we we all you know we all have to remember to ground ourselves and center ourselves on a daily basis but it became especially challenging so i made sure that i made it uh a constant uh part of my consciousness to remain grounded so that when i felt a spike in energy whether it was anger or feeling upset then, I could remember to bring myself back down the okay, and let things fall into place. Got a phone call well,
2: not me uh but that phone's been picked up okay good okay Thank um you.
0: so so yeah <laughs> i have been working that. very hard to stay grounded no problem uh, we i I had to stay grounded and make sure I get through this process I, I It was a lot of upheaval towards the end of the year, and I just let it all fall where it may. I'm not on. I did my best to not stress too much, you know?
2: Yeah, I, and, you know, along those lines. I mean, I, I last year and, and up to now has really been a very stressful time for me also, and I think a lot of people are under that stress. And so now I've shifted my perspective, and I'm really out there saying a couple of things. One is I'm focusing on my health, my weight, cleansing, detoxing, cleansing cleansing out all that shouldn't be there, um, which I think is really important. It helps raise your vibration. You, and, you know, it, you're actually able to heal yourself if you get yourself really cleansed and, and use juicing and things like that, pure mm-hmm. food uh, to overcome all of the toxicity that we've got in this environment between the water, air, uh, GMOs and all of that kind of stuff. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a major focus for me now, which is a big shift. I've been focused on other, you know, another person, and, and now I'm saying, no, you know what, I, I, about me, I've got to take care about me. And I'll tell you, one of the big conclusions that I came to, um, you know, is that as a as a person, when I'm in a relationship, I, I'm a very giving person. Um and um and I'll, I'll tell everybody they are one of the things that I'm I'm giving but uh which you and I Charlotte we talked about and I, I wanted to let everybody know about it. But um basically um when you're in relationship, for for a relationship to be successful, there needs to be balance. And in my case, what I have a tendency to do because I want to help people so much, is I keep on helping and helping and helping, which is fine because of the work for the world, but when you're in a relationship, there needs to be balance so that when you're giving, you need to be receiving as well from the other person. It's the infinity sign, you know? You've got to Mm -hmm. have that flow taking part. And that's something that's been missing in my life, I realized, for, well, I knew that in my prior marriages, but, you know, I thought I had something different in a relationship, but as it turned out, it wasn't. But that's what I'm conscious of. And, you know, you talk about um, manifesting. I think, you know, you were talking before. And, you know, we can manifest anything we want. Um, When we do it, when we think of it, and we put our heart energy in it, and then we let it go, and we trust God, the universe whatever is going to provide it to us. And that's the way I've always manifested. And mm-hmm. so now what happens in different relationships is each, each relationship I've seen something else that I wanted. And, you know, now I know that I want to be, for example, with someone with whom I can be one in body, mind, heart, soul, love, and being, who we can exchange and receive flowing, loving energy from each other, to and from each other. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's something for people to realize. This is a time of the high vibration makes it much easier to manifest. But off, and oftentimes we are not, we may not think that we're getting what we need, but we are getting exactly what we need for our development. So I, I you know, even all of those relationships that people have had or I've had they all served the purpose in helping, in my case, me grow into a fuller being of love.
0: Yes, absolutely. Speaking of manifestation, Shaman and Roy, do you happen to have an article on that topic
2: on your website? I do. Um, I don't. Re- I think it's actually about manifesting your soulmate or your, uh, you know. Th- but it, it's a general kind of article that you can use uh, to help you manifest anything in the world. And uh-huh. the thing also, when you put it out there, you got to let it go. But and uh-huh. and just trust that it's gonna come, and it, it'll come in its own time, in its own in its own way. Uh, uh-huh. And that's what you have to allow. So yes, uh, it, it's not it's not in your time; it's in the divine time.
0: Right, because and there's um coordination that needs to take place, especially because we're in the physical. Uh, I just wanted to be sure that we had material for the listeners to refer to if they wanted more information about, okay, yeah, I want to manifest, but what are the steps? So there's that, and then maybe we can collaborate on something. But absolutely, you need to have first desire, you have to have intention, and then you have to have that heart energy, and then you need to let it go because when you picture an outcome, the way it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, the circumstances, you're limiting the potential that the universe has for delivering your desire to you in so many different miraculous ways and even better than you can imagine because we can only work with our brains and our imagination. The universe knows what what our potential is, what we're capable of, and what, what we're trying to do. So give them as much wiggle room as possible by not attaching yourself to where, when, how, and all that, all that detail, you know, if you need a new car, just say I need a new car and don't pick the color because the best car for yep. you might not be in the color you specify. So you want to you be open and, along, and along, trusting. And along,
2: mm-hmm. along those lines, you know, the, I'm not a good joke teller, but one of the jokes was this man went and, you know, he told God, God, you know, I, I really need a Volkswagen. I, I need to be able to get to work back and forth, back and forth, and uh, and eventually God delivered the Volkswagen, and then God said to him, well, why would you want a Volkswagen? Because I had a Cadillac ready for you. <laughs> so. That's good. That's good. <laughs> anyway. Way to
0: go. Way to go. Anyway. When, when when I got my car, um, I love my car, but when it, right before I got that, I, I was chastised by my guides saying, stop trying to imagine what the car looks like because you've never seen this model before. It's been around, but mm. you've never seen it. And I said, "Oh, so I let it go, and it turned out i I had never heard of this model vehicle, although it's you know a popular one. I just hadn't seen it, but it was uh everything that I wanted it was just it was just one of those miracles. Well, you do have a sure. very nice announcement for all the listeners. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what you wanted to
2: share? Sure, sure, um you know basically, we're all evolving, and you know my you know I'm learning as well as everybody else, so um, you know, it, it, there are various ways. Uh, my whole goal, who I am, is the possibility of being service to mankind, and that's really what I want to do. I want to help people in any way I can. And so, in the past, I I specified, you know, X amount of dollars for this amount of time or that amount of time, and you know, it, it was, you know, it didn't it didn't really feel right. To me, to be doing that. Because whatever abilities I've gotten, you know, and, and the knowledge I receive, it's given to me freely by the universe. And so, what I came to a realization literally yesterday the way that I want to do it is make myself available to help anybody that needs help as whatever. And if you want to, you can make a love donation. And um, so that there's no expectation set and, you know, that that shouldn't be an area of concern for you. And I'll give you an example. Literally yesterday in the morning a woman called me and she was obviously calling around to people to find out a price. Um, and, you know, I told her what my prices were. And then later in the afternoon was when I had my uh, – Information come to me about changing my approach. Mm-hmm. She called me back by accident and not realizing it. And when she heard my voice, she said, "Oh, I, I spoke to you." And this is the price she said. And I said, "Yes, but literally just moments ago, my website was changed. You welcome to come, contact me, and if you want to, you can leave a donation." And you know what? This was a woman who had no money. And she really, really needed help for peace of mind, uh, mm-hmm. something relating to her husband. Okay. So I'm happy to do that. It's a it's an honor and a privilege to be of service. It really is. And if you want to, you can leave a love donation, but nothing is expected of it. So you can always go to my website. Uh, Charlotte's given it to you. I'll give it to you again. It's com. S-H-A-M-A-N r a i dot com look over the website, you know like Charlotte said, there are articles there, you can see the testimonials um and then if you want me to to be a service to you, you can go into the contact shaman ride page, and at the bottom of the page is a form you just you know put your email address and you know some information that you want me to have and um and then I will email you back and we'll set something up to to take care of whatever you need as soon as you can. So and then, I hope. And, uh,
0: yeah. And and your yeah. readings are, are always just so wonderful. It, it's different for everybody because everybody needs to hear something different. And, and some people, you know, what comes through is what people are able to hear. Um, but after a reading with you or a session with you, Whatever's in your heart to give back, and whatever energy he has given you, match it with a dollar amount or whatever you're able to do and send that energy back, and it's all good. Or send somebody who, who has that capability. They might need help, and maybe they could give a larger donation than you're capable of. Everybody's in a different situation. We understand, but we are here to help. And why don't we start uh, taking phone calls and see what we can do for everybody today. Great. Okay. Remember, make sure you're in a quiet environment. Don't be putting away your dishes. It's always fun when that happens. So here is the lineup, ladies and gentlemen. Calls are taken in the order they're received. And first up is area code 336, followed by someone using what looks like an Internet or Google phone, then area code 631, and then 480. I will refresh the list as we go. Uh, When I bring you on the air, please state your name and where you're calling from such as, hi, I'm Mike from California or wherever. Uh, we just like to know where people are calling from around the country. It's always interesting to learn. All right, area code 336 bringing you live on the air. Hi, what's your name? Where are you from? Hello.
3: Hello, hi. this is Selena. I'm calling from Vista, California. How are you
0: all? Awesome. We are terrific.
3: And what is your question for Shaman Rye today? So um, I have a question, but... I I guess it's mainly related to I'm going through a lot of changes and I'm trying to really work on myself and break some cycles, but I feel overwhelmed. There's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to work on and just kind of – I've had a lot of emotional issues, but physical health issues too, and just kind of insight on maybe am I missing something that can make it not so challenging or not so overwhelming.
1: Mm.
2: Well, um, before I go into that, as you were talking – I saw a, a man's hat, a light-colored hat. It almost looked like a summer hat, um, and it's um, – uh, I don't know what you call it. You know, it's – its, uh, it's um, I don't know. Men, men used to wear hats, but they don't very much anymore. Is there a man in your life that is uh, that wears um, a hat? It's um, – what do you call him? Oh, I don't know. Like a Jeff hat. Does that mean something to you? A what? It, the uh,
0: Jeff cap where it comes around and has a little bill and it's, it's
2: kind of sharp. No, looking. no, this is. You remember, you remember dress hats that men used to wear. Yes. So that there was a rim and then there was a cape around it and then. Yes. You know the top of her head.
1: Like it's a Like that, but
2: it's okay. but it's white. not of them. It, it's it's white. It's white or light colored. It, it almost looks like a summer hat. Okay. Does that mean anything for you?
3: Um, I think so. I think so it does.
2: What does it mean for you?
3: Um, I'm thinking it either my grandfather who wore hats or my dad, which my dad's still alive. My grandfather isn't, and he wears hats a lot. But I'm thinking that's either one of those connections.
2: Okay. It looks more, I don't know, your age or your father's age, but the touch that I get is that this is more of the style of your grandfather's time Um, and that's what it looked like, you know, that kind of older type hat, um, that we're talking about. So have you been thinking much about your grandfather?
3: Yeah, my grandfather is, um, he's passing spirit, but he used to wear hats like that all the time. And that's why it made me think of him. And he comes across to me a lot.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. Well, he's here now. And, um... So I'm I'm just going to say the words that come into you, to me, about you. Uh, First of all, you know, it's probably your grandfather saying you're an adorable girl um, and that he loves you very much, very clearly. Um, He he seems to want to give guidance about what's going on. But before I let him talk, I want to give another vision that I had, which is, you know, when they represent going through time, Have you ever seen those time tunnels somehow? You know, it's almost like a coil uh, going out in time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Okay. So this has something to do with a time dimension that you're going through. Okay? It has something to do with time because I saw the extension of time. Um, Now, um, have you... um, Some of the issues that you're dealing with, okay, have you felt like, oh, goodness, look what I've done now. You know, like I created this situation that you might call a problem. Is that the way you looked at it? Did you take it on that way?
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: Okay. So you kind of beat up on yourself. The word that was given me was that you berate yourself. You. Kind of punish yourself in some way. Is that true?
3: Yeah, I definitely do that.
2: Okay, so um, the stumbling block that you're running into is your mindset. That's a major thing for you. Okay, when you were younger, I'm told. When you were younger, you. I think what I'm hearing is you were you were a lot of fun, and then there came a time where. All of a sudden, you changed. You got very angry at a period of time. Something happened to you where you went from being this very happy child to being a very angry child. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, I I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I can't nail down the specific event yet. That's what I've been trying to figure out, what's been triggering some stuff. Yeah.
2: Got it. But it, it has something to do with that change in time. That's the reason they showed me the time thing. Okay, so this had to do with the period of time back then where suddenly things changed in your life. Your, it had something to do with your father, very specifically, and I didn't hear the other word they said after, maybe they'll repeat it, but it had something to do with your father and him humiliating you, making fun of you, putting you down in some way. Did your father do that to
3: you? Yeah, to, to a degree he did whenever I was younger, yeah.
2: That's what we're looking at, okay? So you're carrying this energy, this vibration in you that you are not good, you're not good enough, you know, you 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 could be put down. And so what is happening is you're encountering these situations out in the world where you keep on, it's almost, it's a repetition, you know. You keep on trying something and it's not working out and you keep on Feeling like you're not good enough to do it, which is only a repetition of what your father said to you, and so and whatever happens out there, you're creating it from your mind filter from this filter you took on when you when you were young and your father said these things to you. So a couple of things for you and and Charlotte and I have talked about this a lot on the show. You want to do some forgiveness work because you want to release these low vibration memories that are stuck in your body that are that you keep on using as a way of looking at the world. This is the way everybody operates. So, and if you can't write this down now, you can listen to the show later on uh, again and get these notes. But basically, what you want to do is some forgiveness work. And Charlotte and I have different ways of doing it, but you know, any way that works. My suggestion is write down the issues that you had, the situations, the stories you had where your father put you down and hurt you in any way. If your mother did, do the same thing, but the focus is mainly on your father. And um, and then write down the stories. Write down what you remember happened. Remember write down how you felt about it. Write down how you think it might be impacting your life now. <laughs> write down all all of the incidents, all the stories that you can about your father. After you're done writing it all down, once a day read the whole set of stories over again to yourself. Out loud or silently or looking in the mirror, however you want to do it. You're going to find that the first times you start writing down these stories maybe all but certainly some are going to make you feel pretty lousy. You're going to get upset just the way you did when it first happened to you. But as you keep on reading these over time, that an energy is going to leave you. And you're going to get to a point where you read all these stories and it's like boring, it's like reading somebody else's life story that you don't even know them. At that point, you're freeing yourself from this, this situation with your father. And in your head, you don't even have to go to your father and say it. You can say, I love you. Basically, what you want to do is you want to say, I forgive you from the heart. And here's the important thing: forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. It doesn't. You don't have to do anything specific. But what you're doing is you're carrying his story into your life, and his story came from his family, and that's what he's putting on you. And so you want to forgive him, you want to forgive yourself, and you want to forgive the situation. And it may take doing it several times. And other stories may come up and you may want to release them. Another method, which is very quick, if you get upset, something comes up, you remember a situation, say the following about or to that person. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Then do the same for yourself. Anytime you feel like berating yourself, look at the mirror and say to yourself, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. That's all I have right now. I hope that's helpful to you.
3: It is. It definitely is. And I'm going to start doing that because even as you're saying, I can feel my eyes getting teary because I feel like I I definitely, I know I need to do this because I need to release these emotions. And it will help the physical problems I'm having too. And, you know, I want to heal, you know, so I can, you know, have a better you know, quality of life and, you know, and shift because it's important to grow. So thank you for that.
2: That's beautiful. You're very confident about this. One of the things I want to reinforce to everybody is she mentioned the physical issues she's having. All of those are caused by emotional issues because where she's got those low vibrations, she stored those somewhere in her body, and it's preventing the energy from moving through her body in a healthy way, the way it's meant to be, it's a block there, and that's what's causing her physical ailment. so as she releases her emotional uh her emotional vibrations, she gives her body the opportunity to heal itself and she may have to do other work to do that, but that's that's a good starting point for her
0: by the way, shaman right we have actually our methods are actually the same the same methods uh I started doing the writing thing years ago. For myself my guides directed me to do it and it was the most cleansing purifying process i mean i cried a lot there was a lot to cry about but i got it out and it's true when you look at those words and they no longer trigger your emotions because what what you're going through and what you've been going through sweetheart is those emotions are inside you and you, and you know how to have those buttons and those magnets that draw situations to you, those situations or those people trigger, hit those buttons and those triggers, and it's stirring up all those emotions, but you're looking at what's in front of you. And the way it works is that what's in front of you really isn't causing the emotions. It's what's in the past is just being called up and made more acute by what's in front of you. Does that make sense?
3: It definitely makes sense.
0: Yeah. So so writing that out and doing things we often give tips like do a salt bath on my Facebook page Spiritual Insights Radio on Facebook. I put a recipe for a salt bath to make it easy for everybody to find. You can copy it, print it out, you can play with it and add different ingredients. But salt absorbs negativity. So if you feel overwhelmed by the process or just a bad day, you can put sea salt in the tub or you can use Epsom salt, but it draws out the negativity and it, and it gives you a chance to be calm and collect it, you'll feel like a different person. I've been doing it for twenty years. It works. So that recipe is on my Facebook page, that's Spiritual Insights Radio on Facebook. You might want to check it out. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Alrighty. Do take
3: good care thank of yourself you.
0: and, and check thank back in a couple of months and let us know how you're doing.
3: Okay. And thank you both y'all. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna put you on hold okay. so you can continue to listen because we're probably going to start giving out a lot more tips. Okay, uh, this is looks like an Internet phone. It's all ones. It might be a Google phone, but hopefully this doesn't shock you. Hello, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you from?
1: Hi, my name is Trish, and I'm calling from Connecticut.
0: Hi, Trish from Connecticut. What is your question for Shaman Rai today?
1: Uh, hi, Shaman Rai. My question is I was wondering what are the blocks that are keeping me from My current relationship From making it successful
2: Okay Um, First um, Before the show started I had a vision of a woman And I'm told that this relates to you Um, This woman is very uh, The only way I can describe her Is she's very slinky She's wearing a a nice dress It actually looks like a summer Short short sleeve dress uh, Light colored but it's very clear that she is very slim, and so the way she looks to me, she may be on the tall side. But you know, I have no comparison here. But that's the way she seems to be moving—kind of moving. The way I would describe it is kind of uh, slowly. Maybe I would describe it as elegantly. Does that does that mean anything for you?
1: It may be my mother.
2: Yeah, that's what I was told. Um, Why don't I see your father there? Were they separated at some point?
1: No, they're both passed.
2: Okay. And they were together all the time? They were. Okay. Um,
1: he passed before her.
2: Okay. Then maybe that's what I'm seeing because I'm just seeing her walking uh, very nicely. Um so your question again is: What are your blocks to what?
1: Um, what are the blocks that are keeping me from uh, my current relationship from making it successful?
2: Got it. So this has something to do with your mother. That's why she. That's why this vision came into me. Um, when you think back on your family life. Um what do you, what is your recollection of your mother and father's marriage in terms of um you know, everybody has a different style in it. How would you describe how they how they manage their marriage?
1: Um, I guess kind of normal in vanilla, uh, compared to I guess my neighbors, their or my friends ma- there seemed to be a lot more fighting in other friends, neighbor um households than in mine.
2: So by vanilla you mean things were pretty calm? Yeah. Were they loving? Yeah. Okay. Were they cool? In other words, you know, you can feel you can know that they uh have the bond but not really exuding very much emotional love towards each other or not showing much physical uh, attentiveness to each other
4: or, yeah. or that, or that's
2: what they, they were. Right. Um, did you have the feeling that your mother wanted more from the marriage? Uh,
1: no, I mean, I didn't, that's very possible, but I didn't pick up on that.
2: Okay. That's fine. Um, Are you – uh, I, I, um, they just said something to me, but before I say it to you, I want to – are you an only child?
1: No. I'm one of six.
2: And where were you in the order? Five. Were there brothers above you? Yes. Before you? Yes. Did your mother think that you were going to be a boy?
1: Um, My mother miscarried before me, and that was a boy, so I believe Uh she did.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So um, how long after the miscarriage were you conceived? I don't know. What I'm getting is your mother is... Is obviously a key component of what's going on for you in your relationship now. What they said to me is that your mother expected you to be a boy or wanted you to be a boy, and that you know you're explaining that by what the lost fetus was was a male, and so um, what I'm what I'm seeing in terms of time is that you were conceived pretty quickly after. the the fetus was lost. What that tells me is that your mother was carrying, uh, it was almost like she got pregnant when she was still in postpartum depression. That's an example. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. But she was carrying this heavy emotion around the loss when you were conceived. What happened then is epigenetically you took in the feelings that were in her and to your body as a fetus relating to this sadness about you being conceived. And um, I see that. So have you been depressed? In, have you experienced depression?
1: No. Uh, I'm a pretty upbeat Gregarious person
2: hmm. Okay Um So there's something there In that Uh In that scenario uh, Just as you spoke For the first time I saw a male with his back to me But I still saw your mother It was almost like a triangle that I was seeing But your mother was closer to you Um I don't know what this phrase means that they just said to me. Uh, A husband of want. What does that mean? Um, The male that I'm seeing, they said, is a husband of want. Is it that you want this man or that you love this man?
1: Um, Well, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I'm not – First of all, it's not my husband, um, and no. it's trying to figure out if this is, I guess, husband material. Well, that's, and that's what it's saying. It's not saying it's your husband. It's saying
2: it's a husband of wants, okay? So what it means to me is that just as you said, you're trying to figure out, whether this is the person that you want, what that means to me is what's what's not there, what's not there for you.
1: Well, at the moment um, we have too many ups and downs, right? We can't seem to communicate consistently. Okay,
2: well, communication is one thing. Look at your heart, okay you're in you're in your head about this man figuring out, calculating, but there isn't the feeling of love for him because if you had that feeling of love, there'd be no question. You'd know it in your heart and you, your mind your head wouldn't mean anything. Okay? If he told if you loved him and he said, Well I gotta move to France, will you come with me? You'd say yes. Even if he said Yugoslavia, you would go with him. Okay, but you're calculating and figuring out if it's there, so either, and I'm not looking at, into this yet on you, but what either there is a your heart is not fully open because of trauma or um. Or he's not, or your heart is open, but he's just not the right man. You're not resonating. You're not at the same vibration. You're not at the same place um, mentally, physically, emotionally to be in, to be resonating, to be a a good partnership. Now, um, what I, so is this the first serious relationship you've had? No. Okay. Have you experienced this before? I have not. Okay. So in the past, you've been in a relationship and you felt love for them? Yes. Okay. So what's the answer to your question?
1: So I do feel love for them. I guess I'm not sure if they feel it for me.
2: Okay. So this has happened several times that you're not sure if they feel love for you.
1: Uh, No, right. I would say it happened, it's happened once.
2: This once or once before? Once before. Okay.
1: So, you know,
2: I, I don't think I have the time to fully delve into this because you're not saying anything else to me right now. But I think if you examine... You know, you can almost do, like Benjamin Franklin did, make a plus of pros and cons, and you wrote down what it is that you love about this man or what you think he makes a good partner for and why not. Take a look at that and see how you're seeing him. And then you have a choice. Because what I'm hearing is you're not sure if he loves you, and... You know, this is kind of what I explained in the very beginning as to what I want in my life. Okay? I very clearly remember with my first wife that I felt no love for her. But I was closed. I was very my heart was completely closed. I then did my spiritual work and literally my heart was blown open uh by my guru who was out of body, he had died in fifty two, and by Mother Mary on another occasion. That opened my heart, but it had been closed because of the things that went on in my family. But remember, my first wife, I said, well, she didn't really love me, and the kids didn't love me, and I'd had it. The second woman that I married, my heart was wide open, and I loved her, but hers was closed, and we both acknowledged it, and we ended that relationship. Now I'm in a where I've been in a relationship where both of our hearts resonated, but because of personality things, it's not, it's not able to last. But what I'm looking for is, because in this per, most recent relationship, she couldn't give me the love. She, was, she had a beautiful heart, but she couldn't share it. What I want in my life, and I think what you want in your life, is to be able to give love and feel it coming back to you so that you don't feel like – so that, you you know, your energy grows together in partnership. And I think that that's what's missing. And whatever the cause is, you know, you're going to have to make the decision whether you move forward with this or not. But I'm trying to point out something that I think is important to you and that may be missing for you, Um, and then – What you have to look at is, the truth is that in my first marriage, that woman may have loved me, but my heart was closed. So I couldn't see or couldn't feel that she loved me. So I was creating the situation, or maybe she didn't, but I was creating the situation of lack of love in my life. When my heart opened up, I then started to create situations where I could give my love or I could be with somebody who I loved and, and loved me, and that's what I'm in the process of creating now. So that's something for you to look at. Um, you're not. We are the creators of our own reality. The reason I asked you about your parents, and I think this has something to do with the the, 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 the fetus before you has something to do with your mother's mood, and I think she closed down after losing the baby. And when you were conceived, she was, her, you know, her emotions were down, and that's what you felt as a child, and I think that that's what you've taken on. Now, maybe through your work you've opened your heart, but that's where that's where I see things going on for you. Does that make sense for you?
1: It does. It's very interesting. I never would have thought about it like that. So I definitely am going to go back and, and look at things a little differently.
2: And, Absolutely. you know, and And what I tell everybody, if you're not meditating, I recommend you meditate because meditation will open you up to uh to your the things that are going on in your body i I was shown what happened to me when I was less than a year old, and what happened in my family that was a critical deciding event. These are the things that start to open up and then you can release them. You can also do the forgiveness work. You know, your mother didn't do anything intentionally affecting you, but it affected you, possibly. You have to look at that more carefully. Forgive her. Forgive yourself, just as we were told. Forgiveness is an important thing, but the, but releasing, releasing any low vibrations, that's very, very important, and meditation will begin to help you with that.
1: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Thank You're you, welcome. Trish. Great question. I'll put you on hold. Good luck to you. Very, very interesting, don't you think?
2: I think both of these have been great people to uh, to be of yeah. as assistance to. And I think they're open to hearing the messages. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and it's obvious that, you know, Spirit is very much in tune with your guests and everybody here because they're, they're supplying this information Uh, showing me these visions, you know, before, even before Trish came on, you know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great.
0: It is great. Okay, well, let's keep the magic flowing. I'm going to refresh the list. Up next is area code 480, followed by 267, and then 757. So we try to give a, a, a good few minutes to everybody, make it a quality call. And if, if if you need extra time, uh, we have the ability to do that. Uh, but remember one specific question. So bringing you live, area code 480. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Where are you from?
4: Hi, this is Mike, and I'm calling from California.
0: It's Mike from California. I used that in my example.
4: Yeah, I know. It's
0: like, wow. And I <laughs> Now are are you the mic that calls in uh every once in a while, Mike, or are you new to the show?
4: Uh I've called in uh twice before.
0: And you talked to Joni and me, right? Correct. Oh, okay. So it is my mic. Yeah, I was I was thinking yes. of you guys so I said Mike from California. Well go ahead and this is Shaman Ryan. go ahead and ask him your question.
4: Yes, um, I'm in the process of kind of figuring out Uh, ultimately what I want to do with the career, and, you know, again, money, happiness, you know, service, yada, yada, all that stuff, and I I feel I'm getting close, but I kind of, you know, it's, again, I get anxious and and try to force because the old way of doing things when I was in commercial finance, if it doesn't work, hit it, you know, square peg through a round hole and hit really hard, and I'm seeing, you know, that behavior kind of coming back up where I'm just going to make my mind and bulldoze and go forward, but I want that thing to, this position, this job, this career to kind of come to me in that sense, and whatever, you know, obviously there's blocks and things like that that I revert to back stuff, uh, back behaviors uh, for this, and I just kind of wanted to get some input on what you feel.
2: Well, first of all, Mike, um, as you were coming online, I hear a, a little child crying, now, is that a little child of yours, or is that you? That's probably me. <laughs> okay. So, um, so this this crying that I heard was really a very young child. I mean, all children cry, but for some reason they're specifically showing me that and that you were lonely. Uh, they just said that to me. So, what what happened to you uh, in those first, uh, I would say, first one to three years? Where you were crying and you were lonely. Were you abandoned? Did somebody leave your family? What happened? Well,
4: that, yes, but not until I was 14 when my mother passed away. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know of anything. It's funny that you say that because I had a condition. Actually, it's pretty common if you're 70 and 80, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty young. And, you know, where a membrane grew on the back of my eye and I've spoken to people spiritually about this procedure where I was blind for three months after the surgery and everything. And it, they always revert to that that time period, something that I may have saw or whatever, and I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yes, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. It was traumatic for you. So that, yeah, that's I, one thing. I'm going to hold that aside. Then I saw a, a, the only way I can describe well, I saw a man sitting at a desk, but um, he looks like a boss. But I'm seeing him through haze, you know, like uh, you live in California, so you know fog. So, you know, it's almost like he's got fog throughout the room, and that's not the way I'm seeing this next image that I'm giving you, which is of an ice cream cone. But the ice cream cone, which has chocolate ice cream, the ice cream cone is dropped on the ground and lands the ice cream together with the cone, but the ice cream down on the ground. And so, first of all, <clears throat> what is this man sitting behind the desk? Uh, looks like a boss, looks like a powerful person, but there's a this cloud, that's there for you. What does that represent for you?
4: Um, boy, I mean, being in commercial finance, uh, like I was for, you know, 06 to 2013 or so, I mean. No,
2: let me stop you. Let me stop okay. you. It's not from the past. It's something from oh, the present.
4: Oh. Boy, that I don't know.
2: Are you looking for work? What is, what's the opportunity oh, you're trying yeah, to yeah. create?
4: Um, yeah, actually, you know, again, um, I, there's there's the possibility of a sales job uh, coming up, and then also I was thinking of just you know reverting back to waiting tables and bartending and get my real estate license because the two could support Got them it. you know financially. So what what that
2: image is telling me is that you're really not clear. About wanting to take that sales job. That's what it's telling me, okay? Because okay. you're not you're not even seeing it. Uh, it's funny. You said waiter, and there's the ice cream cone. I don't. I, I have to look at that again and see what that's all about. But that ice cream cone is real clear to me. Being maybe it's having to do with the difference between being in. I'll call it a corporate job a structured job like that versus being more independent and more, uh, I don't know that laissez-faire is the right word, but that's the only word that comes to me right, right now. I think these are the true realities that you're looking at, as you described it just now, is working with somebody where you've got this kind of boss who sits behind the desk, and I think that you may have some issues with authority in that regard, versus working in a restaurant which i think represents more play to you than it does serious work. How does that sound to you?
4: Yeah, no, no you're absolutely right in the sense that it's like, "Oh, i know i could go and kill it, but you know, in the sales job, but how long would it keep my interest?" Because again, at corporate America, they really know how to throw a monkey in the wrench in your in your mojo when you're feeling the flow in sales by throwing a stupid meeting in that doesn't involve anything that you're doing but you just have to go, and the likelihood is I'm smarter than the boss that I would have, and at least with, at least with waiting tables, offers the flexibility to, to also start a 100% commission career, uh, something where there's more interaction with people, even though I don't quite like it, but it still gives me a lot of leisure because what most people make in their administrative office job in a 40-hour week, I make in like 20 hours.
1: So,
2: what's your question again? Why'd you come on ah. like <laughs> the
4: show? Question,
2: <laughs>
0: is... <laughs> got you, Mike.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the, 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 the industry is so good for this, but it's I've been in and out of it for so long that it's just like, ah, <laughs> but I'm good at it.
0: Got to follow your heart, Mike.
4: I know. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm getting
0: to know Mike very well, Tom and Roy. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and you know
4: what? The, and again, it's a lot of validation, and I do appreciate it. Yeah, and I know that's yeah, where I, I need to go.
2: That's a lot of what goes on, but there's something because they're still showing me you crying, um, and um, I, I'm not sure they're not saying to me yet why you know they keep showing me that, and that was. It's almost like, you know, um, the feeling I get from this, and they're not telling me this, but the feeling I get from this is what happened to you when you were very young, when you had that uh, thing covering your eyes, the veil over your eyes, um, basically had a lot to do with shaping uh, your view of the world and the view of um, – so that you took on a different view than than mainstream, let's call them mainstream America, might take on. So you've always carried a slightly different attitude than everybody else because you see the world differently than they do. Do you get that?
4: Uh, a little bit in the sense that it's interesting. I'm 45, and when I was 40 – this whole, this whole medium, I you know, some crisis, or whatever, so I learned to meditate, yada, yada, and then this mediumship stuff opened up, which I don't do, you know, I don't do it as a job or anything like that, but I, I work at it at, from time to time to be better. Um, and I'm curious if this opened up then, scared the bejesus out of me, and then I just shut it off, Until and then until it forced itself at 40.
2: Hmm. Yeah, what they're telling me is you always had the ability.
4: Right, I don't have, Um, like like many, I don't have the stories of at five or six years old seeing, you know, imaginary friends. There's no memory at all. When I look back, there were synchronicities in my teens and 20s, like, Oh yeah, I was just thinking about person it's that person that I haven't seen in years, and boom, they showed up. So I mean, when I look back in that sense, I saw synchronicities. But like everyone who's a medium says, yeah, you know, I, I saw spirits, angels, yada yada whatever. I mean, there's no recollection.
2: But but you did feel ghosts around you. You felt energies around you. You remember anything related to that?
4: Uh, I remember. The one thing I do remember is being in my grandmother's house, and and there was this, like, upstairs, this storage room attic thing that was kind of spooky. But I just remember vividly, vividly as in the sense of when my mom passed away, that dream that a lot of people will have afterwards, you know, when they come and tell you everything's going to be all right and so forth and so on. It was so clear. It was this bear and it scared, I mean, I'm, I think I had to have been like four or five, and it absolutely frightened the daylights out of me. But I don't know the meaning of it.
2: Well, that, that's okay. The point was that you did have an experience early on in life. What happens is when we first come in from the other side, we are we are very much in tune with the energies of the other side. And you're coming in from a high-vibration place into a relatively low-vibration place. But children are able to Mm – are still open to that. And you're saying that at four, you were still open to that and and experienced it. My experience of my grandmother after she passed, after the funeral, was around the age of five, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell my mother about it. You know, I didn't think she would understand it. She still doesn't understand what I do. And so I didn't I didn't tell anybody about it until many years later. But it was there for you. You know, you had the ability. It was just a matter of opening it up. Now, what's interesting is a lot of people opened up in the last five years, particularly around 2012, A lot of people's abilities, they may have had them quietly behind, you know, and had vivid lucid dreams and things like that. But full-blown, really started to go around 2012 for many people. And, um, say, that's what happened for you. Interesting. Okay. So, yes, yes, you had the ability, and, um, and what happens is, through schooling and social pressure, most of us s- s- sublimate it until we have this awakening, this desire inside of us. And sometimes it manifests. In my case, it manifested that for I think it was well, I I, I know it when this you know I'm a little bit older than you, but back in the '70s was when I felt the desire to meditate. A psychic told me that I came into the world ready to meditate. I knew how to meditate. I was meditating when I came into the world. And so, but I I wanted to meditate, but my first wife, it scared her to death. So I had to wait until I could have a house and a private room to start meditating. And then my evolution began. And then as a result of them creating certain situations, my ability fully opened up. So Mm -hmm. you're guided to do that, all right? So why aren't you utilizing your ability
4: more? Um, I don't know. Actually, I was when I came back from the gym today. I was thinking about just jumping on Blog Talk and do that. You know, the half hour just free reading show, just to kind of practice.
2: Great idea. Great idea. Yeah. Just here's here, here's. I don't know how Charlotte did it, but the way I did it was when my abilities blew wide open. I basically volunteered myself. You know, I would like you said. You know, Blog Talk or whatever you want. You know, I uh, utilize some format so that you can practice it and whatever skills you've got, you know, utilize them. Everybody's got them differently and different things work. You know, for me, uh, you know, a friend of mine, we were meditating together and she had pain in her stomach and she said, send me love, maybe that'll help. And and I I said, well, you have to lie down, I'll do some Reiki, and I pulled something out of her. You know, that was kind of, and that freaked all of us out, you know. But... um, (laughs) But yeah you need to you need to just get into the role of it. you'll gain confidence then the more you do it, you'll gain more confidence in what you're doing, and you know you know, and I've gone through the full cycle as you may have heard in the beginning of the show, you know I went I started off volunteering, then I thought, well, gee whiz, maybe this is something that I should be charging for, and I was told to charge a certain amount, and now I've been guided to, okay, just be in service, that's it. We we'll let people do love donations, whatever. So don't don't worry about doing it as a business. Think of it now as you have these gifts that you've been given that you are, have opened up. Your your what basically what's happened is your DNA has shifted and opened these things up more fully and now it's time for you to give a gift to others in whatever way you decide to do it. Can That's I what? add
0: something? Yep. yep. Now, now I really understand uh, very clearly, Mike. I want to I want to say it this way: um, when we meditate and and stick to those spiritual practices, what happens is it clears a haze out from in front of the third eye, and it helps you see more clearly whether you're looking into someone else's situation to offer them guidance or assistance, or whether you're looking into your own future to try to decide which direction you want to take. The third eye is uh, integral in that process because that is your spiritual vision. Now, having said that, can I assume that this thing that grew on the back of your eye was your right eye?
4: Uh, it was my left.
0: It was your left. Good. Because that represents the past. The right mm. eye represents the future. The right side of the body represents the future. The left side is the past. So whichever side these maladies show up on, this is where you want to go. So good. I'm glad it is the left and not the right because that I think that would be a lot harder to clear out. So now the task then is to go within and go and reflect on the past and follow the advice of writing things out or just trying to get that stuff to come up. Whatever you didn't want to look at, whether about yourself, your situation, your parents or what or school whatever and work on that, clear that out and then maybe the future will become more clear because the, you've cleared out the haze and the fog from the past. That's that's too much to deal with. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's good. And if you want to do the a, a show and a half-hour thing, and if you need help setting it up, I'm more than happy to help you.
4: Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll reach out to you. Thank you okay. so much.
0: Yeah, either through the website, and I have your number. If I get a chance later in the week, I'll give you a buzz and yeah. it'll help, you, help you streamline and save you a whole lot of trouble and effort because I, I did all the work. Don't worry, okay? <laughs>
4: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon then.
4: Thank
0: you. Anything else, Sean? Uh, I'm right? to cut you off. No,
4: nope,
0: that's it. Nope, okay, that's Mike.
4: It. Uh, Thanks uh, so much, to both the,
2: of you.
0: You're welcome. Uh, uh, right. Contact me through the website and tell me when you're available, and we'll set it up.
4: All right? Okay, perfect.
0: Thanks. Cool. Talk to you. Okay, area code 267, bringing you live on the air. We want to try to get as many people as possible. Hi, what's your name and where are you from?
5: Hi, yes, my name's Shannon. I'm calling from New Hope, Pennsylvania. New Hope, um, okay new hope yeah um so my question is um about my work and if you see what i can do to help unblock myself from becoming more independently wealthy um and not being stuck in the same type of job with the same type of horrible people <laughs>
3: usually oh, God. management yeah
2: yeah so first of all new hope great town i used to travel out there and uh they have a lot of antiquing out there where they used to—that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this odd vision, and uh, uh, it's odd because of the juxtaposition of things that they put in here. I'm seeing a mouth, a person's mouth. I'm assuming it's yours, and <laughs> yeah. in the in the person's mouth, um, it, something that is shaped like a razor blade. A razor, you know, like a man, sh- like I shave with a razor and it has the, whole, the blade is held on a thing. It's like this razor blade thing is in your mouth and all I see are your tap, top two teeth. For the moment, it's like they're bucky out a little bit. But there's something there that, um, but that symbolizes to me. Well, first of all, it symbolizes some kind of pain. That's what they just said to me. That there's some kind of pain that you're carrying, that you're carrying within your your mouth, and I, I feel like it would have something to do with your tongue, and it may have to do, it's an unusual way for them to show this to me, because usually if it has something to do with communication, they'll give me a hit on my throat chakra. But this is this is much more, This is this is cutting. It's almost like, I want to say, you know, your your tongue is cutting or something like that. Do you have a uh do you have a the a, 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 a way you express yourself, do you tend to be um
5: Uh yes, and the way I try to diffuse that is through writing letters. <laughs> and I feel usually that I don't get nasty until someone pushes me up against the wall because otherwise I'm, you know, Want to be peace loving, and 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 I'm ch- always trying to please people, always, always, always. But I don't get that in return. I get a lot of shit from people that I try to impress or I try to help, and I get angry after a while when they're not appreciating it.
2: <laughs> and so, I just, I'm, um, I'm gonna break. Yeah, but and and got it. And so now the next vision they're showing me is of a, a young tree. It's like a young tree, and at the roots, it's it's been planted. It's in the ground, and for some reason, the roots are being dug up. The tree is being dug up by its roots by right? somebody with a shovel. Okay, and this is kind of your life, is what I'm being told. That somewhere in your roots, which um, which would mean early in your life, your your whole life was dug up or you felt it was destroyed in some way almost.
5: Mm-hmm. What happened
2: when you were young? What was this trauma?
5: Well, my parents, you know, divorced. I'm um, always fighting right. prior to divorce. I mean, it was very traumatic for me. And having right. to move around and move to different houses, it was, it was not fun.
2: Got <laughs> right. So did you hear the first caller? Did you hear the conversation with the first caller?
5: I wasn't in full attention, unfortunately. Uh, I I got the gist of it, though.
2: Okay. Look, what this anger that you're carrying, where you have this cutting tongue, that's what that means, that vision, Um, it all goes back to your roots. It all goes back to your youth. It all goes back to the fighting and yelling that you heard and saw, that being uprooted... Oh, that's what that tree means. You were uprooted Mm -hmm. and moved to various places, left you in a very insecure position in your life, nobody to trust. Right. So, okay, that's what you're facing in your job. It's, It's your view of these people coming from you being uprooted and being in a hostile environment where you learn to be, hostile to other people, not feeling love when you were growing up, not feeling love and support or acceptance from these people. So it all goes back to that. So the starting place for you, and I just got feedback here. Um, The starting place for you is to do some forgiveness work. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm going to give a real short description, but I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to the beginning of the show. Both Charlotte and I talked about it, but basically what you're going to do is you're going to forgive your mother, you're going to go through, write everything where she upset you, everything, uh, write out a whole story about all of the things, read them all over every day, and then you're going to, at the end, you're going to feel a lot better than you started out when you first wrote it. And at that point, you're going to forgive her from your heart. But here's the important part. You've got to forgive yourself. You see, a lot of this anger that you carry has to do with you blaming yourself for what took place in your family. And you were a young child, you didn't have control of it. And that's what we all do as human beings. When we're young, the whole world is about us, and we make we we think we take it on and we think we're, we're the problem. And so there are multiple things here, but the steps are write it all out about your mother. Write it all out Let after you're all done with your mother, your father, anybody else, all these people that you've ex- – it's not just this job. It's all right. of these people throughout Everything. your life. Yeah. yeah. Everything. But that's your view, okay, from your growing up and being uprooted the way you were. Okay. And so if you will do this work, listen to the first caller, do the work conscientiously, I promise you, because both Charlotte and I have experienced it and anybody I've given this assignment to, if they do it conscientiously, it's like lifting a burden from you and your whole world begins to shift. I'm not going to say, you know, finish it in five minutes later, you know, everything is great, but you're going to see you're going to start to manifest a different existence for yourself because you're the one who creates it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I have Is something to add. When you're ready, go ahead.
5: Um, I'm ready.
0: Oh, no, Shaman Right. I'm sorry, I cut you off.
5: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead,
0: Shaman. Okay. Uh, I love the way you explained that. It was very fascinating, and I just want to share my experience with you, uh, Jennifer. And mm-hmm. um, I was the same way, and, you know, I, I would look around at my life, and I was very aware as a child. So it hurt me twice as hard because I was aware. There wasn't a whole lot of confusion. I I knew what I was looking at, and I knew it was bad. I just knew that I had to bide my time so I could grow up, get a job, and get the hell out of there. You know what I mean? But I found that with all the situations I dealt with, it compounded my sense of insecurity. So then I, too, became a people pleaser. I wanted people to like me. I wanted them to stop putting me down and... Uh, harassing me. It was very, it was pretty bad. It was uh, pretty torturous. But so I found as I entered the workforce, I am, I was a people pleaser. I tried to please everybody. I have this, one of my key uh, buttons that people push is I don't like rudeness because I didn't like all the abuse. So, you know, I'm very big on there's no reason to be rude and and all these rules that I set up for myself and and how I teach people to treat me. And I found Mm -hmm. That what I was doing was I was constantly seeking approval, and then that translated to my supervisors and I know how I felt like if i I do good work, but if if that wasn't acknowledged, I was hurt, I started to brood, and then a situation would come up, and it it would take me a while to get to that anger because I was always trying to smooth it over and somehow fix it under under the surface, but then I would say something, and it would come out cutting, and it was not good. Do you feel like that, like you're constantly – you seem like you just want the approval, the acknowledgement, the, the applause – the pat on the back, well, you feel that well, way? funny, like,
5: I, I had a talk with my boss, I said, listen, I'm not even looking for your approval anymore, I know I do a good job, and I know what my intentions are in this job, but now mm-hmm. I, don't wanna, I, don't, I don't want to, I don't want any negativity from you, like, you just need to back off, I didn't okay. say it that way, but I alluded to that, like, please, I said, I know it's not realistic to get complimented all the time, it's kind of immature at this stage of my life, but I just don't want any more abuse or harassment, and it, it went in one ear and out the other, and it's still the same way today, and now okay. I just don't Talk. I just
0: okay. don't talk, but it's killing me. <laughs> so okay, so now you're affecting the communication with withdrawal. You're you're withdrawing yeah. from it, refusing to communicate. But there's still an energetic relationship between the two of you that continues beneath the surface, yeah. and it's going to continue to fester. So doing the work that Shaman Rai, uh suggests is key. And I also want to point out and say these words out loud so it resonates with you and gets into uh, your mm-hmm. mind is that the view that Shaman Rai is talking about, that you see the world and you see the job, is unconscious. So in doing the writing assignment, you'll be amazed that when you start to let it flow, the stuff that comes up that you haven't thought about in years, especially that you didn't think affected you, but it did. So what you're doing then is bringing all of these unconscious, negative, self-limiting beliefs to the forefront, to your consciousness for you to acknowledge, forgive, and release, And those are very important words to say because we all have these unconscious things. But once we see them clearly, Mike, (laughs) we can then let them go. And then you see the energetic shift around you because that energy is not creating that situation. And over time, maybe in a short time, maybe quickly, that supervisor might just do a 180. And suddenly it's different. And it's different because you changed your mind. And then that relationship changes because all that energy emanates outward and creates our situations. So it's not the job that's upsetting you. It, like I said just a short time ago, mm-hmm. it's the past creating this for you to address, but they didn't give us a manual. But these are the instructions that work the best for all of us in these situations is that when we go back and address the past, we can change the present. Make sense?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's okay. what I wanted to say, that you bring it from the unconscious to the conscious, and I see a difference in you already because you said, okay, now consciously you said, you know what, I'm I'm not even looking for your approval. Just don't give me yeah. any shit. Just, yeah. just stop <laughs> that's the negativity. Exactly what I okay, yeah. so, so you're halfway there because you've decided consciously, okay, you know, I see that I was looking for approval. Now, you know what, I'm not even asking you for it, but I will demand respect, and that is where confidence starts to build. It's just that you have to go gently. You don't want to go from one extreme to the complete opposite extreme because you're going to get more of the same. You want to work towards the middle where you're calm, you're collected, you know you do good work, and I know you do. And here you go, hand it in, and you're not looking for anything. And they see the difference in the way you square your shoulders.
5: Oh yeah. Oh my boss is all about nonverbal. It's creepy but
0: <laughs> Yeah. But the way you swear yeah, and the way you walk and, and people people yeah. watch you. People there are a lot of people in where you work, they they watch you, there's something about you
5: that oh, people oh, find yeah. fascinating. Oh I feel scared you know, at constantly. <laughs>
0: they watch every move you make. So, without saying a word, and this is a tip I give a lot of people is before you go to work, as you're getting ready, before that tape starts to play in your mind, start to send white light To everybody you work with, surround them with that light and then go into work with the intention that it will be a peaceful day, that you will be calm. And those things happen on the inside, no matter what happens on the outside. Shouldn't affect this as long as you maintain that intention so that it starts to look like a movie. So you can watch it and then you see what you're looking at and say, okay, what is this reflecting in me? And whether you sit and figure it out yourself or you call here and say, okay, here's what happened and we'll translate what it's reflecting, so that you can continue to work to, on it and deepen your self understanding and your awareness, we're willing to do that for you, but is is what I'm saying resonating with you, and
5: oh of course completely okay, yeah. okay,
0: so and it's this just
5: is- this negative cycle I just I just don't know how to break, but you're right, there's this anger that it just right. has to go and uh, I, I have to release it um it all. It
0: all starts with us, it all ends with us. It's up to us. We write the script. So you're basically rewriting the script of your unconscious belief system to build a solid foundation that you, you don't need anybody's approval. Compliments are nice, but not necessary. No. Okay.
5: Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was incredibly helpful. And the imagery, I'm all about imagery. That's
0: I'm yeah. creative.
5: So that's just a quick question.
0: Awesome. Do yeah. you do you dream of alligators frequently or <laughs> at, at all?
5: No. No, not no. At
0: all. Just curious. Nope. Okay. Because alligators are a strong symbol for the power of words and the way we speak to others because the mouth is so prominent. I just in the back of my mind I was curious, like, is she doing the alligator thing? I have I, I dream of turtles
5: a lot. Yeah, but no, not not, okay. not alligators.
0: There's the yeah. withdrawal. Okay. All right. Well good. I'm glad this was helpful. Um and good luck to you. And like I said, feel free to check back Mm -hmm. in a couple months and let us know how you're doing, okay?
5: All right, I will. Thank you so much.
0: Right Right on. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Very good information just came out about that. That was really great.
1: Cool.
0: Okay, we're going to try to take one more. Area code 757, bring you live on the air. Hi, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hi,
6: my name is Andrea, and I'm calling from Virginia.
0: Hi, Andrea. What's your question for Simon? and
6: Um, seems to be a lot of mommy issues going <laughs> on. I guess I'm just gonna go with the same thing.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. But
6: what <laughs> what the deal is with me is that um I grew up with a narcissistic mother. Um and um I've done a lot of work on forgiving my mother and moving on and all that. Um the problem is is um I married a man that's narcissistic. <laughs>
2: Of course you yeah, did. And he has. And husband. Okay. Does he or did he wear his hair very long, black, and wear a hat on top? No. Okay. Who is that?
6: Oh, there's a black hat on top?
2: No, no. No, his hair is long.
6: It's,
2: mm-hmm. uh, and, not, and it's kind of hangy, is the only way I could put it. It's black, and he wears a uh, a a hat on top. Somebody with long hair, mm-hmm. Andrew. Somebody, somebody you loved.
6: I don't know who that is. I
2: don't know anybody
6: with it's long hair. Tissue. My husband, my okay. husband has dark hair that's very curly, and it's no, that's a not little a, more. This is yeah. hair. We'll is just, just go with it, yeah. and maybe it'll
0: start to make sense to her.
2: Okay. What? 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 What did your father look
6: like? My father was a dark skinned African American man. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, sometimes he has, you wear a cowboy has, um, hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, different hat. Okay, that's fine. Um I think we have to move this along quickly I get it. Um My the, my daughter's um,
6: boyfriend has long hair right now. That's about the only person I know with long hair is my daughter's boyfriend, but that's it.
2: Is his hair is his hair dark? Yes. Okay, does he where a hat occasionally? Yes. that's what we're looking at what why What is your feeling about this person
6: i'm not sh- we're not sure I think he he makes my daughter happy um he's got some of the same issues that my husband has, which is why I'm telling my daughter to run but. <laughs> okay.
4: Right, she's great. also great.
6: marrying what she or, or being with what she's familiar with, which is not necessarily a good thing.
2: Bingo. But. Okay, so let's stop because I, I we gotta. I think we're getting near the end of the half hour here, aren't we? Okay, okay we gotta no. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, um So they started it with him, okay, and you mm-hmm. know the chain, okay, that yes. that exists between you all the way back to your mother all right yeah Mm -hmm. um you know with your husband and all of that and so yes your daughter learned this you learn this through your family so this is intergenerational and it's time to break the pattern now you can't tell your daughter to break the pattern only you can break the pattern so you say you did a lot of forgiveness work with your mother what kind of forgiveness work how did you go about doing your forgiveness work
6: Um, I did a lot of inner child work, um, some cord cutting, um, writing, like you were telling the other women, Um, a lot of crying, some meditation on it, and, um, you know, it just seems like I'm spiritually, energetically, I am rising, and my husband is not, and he's pulling me back, but I don't want to be pulled back anymore, I I want to
2: fly, I want to
6: soar, but I don't want to leave him behind. That
2: way, okay. I, I I get you completely, okay? Because I've been through this several times. Okay. <laughs> so all I can tell I can tell you that when I first was going through this way back when, and I was visiting a, a psychic regularly every two weeks
4: because mm-hmm. it, there was
2: so much going on in my life. Um, she basically said to me that once you're on the path, you're on the path. And I don't know if Charlotte said something like that before or heard somebody say something like that. But basically, once you start in a certain direction, you have to go with it. Now, my struggle, my personal struggle has been to find the woman who can accept me and the way I am spiritually, ideally match my vibration and be loving to me and accept my love for me. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. I expressed that earlier. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I heard
6: you saying all that. Um,
2: Yes, (laughs) it resonated. So so, Mm -hmm. so some, you know, the other thing that I want to say is the energies right now. Again, what I was saying earlier, the energies right now are moving us around. Okay.
6: Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm
2: not telling you what to do, but you Mm -hmm. you're hearing what I'm saying to you, aren't you? Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you make up your mind. And and there's one other thing here. I have to come back to you forgiving yourself. But when you make up your mind and you choose to shift your world, you're going to affect your daughter and later generations. This is your opportunity to break the chain.
6: Okay. All right?
2: I think you get that.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now,
2: have you, have you forgiven yourself?
6: Yes, I'm, you know, I'm still in the process of doing that in terms of, um, like the lady saying before, with always gaining everybody's approval, that was me at one point. Right. I'm getting to that point now where I don't really need it anymore and I don't care. I just want to be myself I want to be free I always felt like um, like you know like I said my husband pulling me back, like weights on my ankles and I think that these people have seen the greatness of me but for some reason they didn't want me to see it in myself mm. but I'm seeing it now and they can't do anything about it And I've been controlled I guess that's what I want to say I've been controlled right.
2: my whole life so, I so, allow so, that so though. there's an issue with your father then
6: too my father is uh, was is very henpecked. Uh, my mother kind of wore the pants in the family.
2: Yeah, but you see what hen you know what henpeck means. It means doing what the other person always wants them to do. Yes,
6: yes, controlled. So mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so you mm-hmm. picked up that pattern from your father. You need to do the release work with your father as well, and need okay. to forgive yourself over and over again. You need to forgive yourself and accept yourself for the beauty that you are and the golden gift you are to people and yourself. Okay. When you start accepting yourself in that way and walking with love, you will see the shift taking place.
1: Okay.
6: I feel it already. It's just that my husband's been a good man to me. He's supported me. Um, You know, I, I don't want to do anything to hurt him, but... You know, ultimately, I know we think well. We know that we have to be happy. Also, um, That's the
2: you, you are. You, there's only one person you're responsible for. It's I you. Know. Now that that may sound selfish, but mm-hmm. the truth is, in your when you're in an airplane, you put the air, the oxygen mask on yourself first.
6: For the children, so mm-hmm.
2: so you can help the others. You yeah. have to be fully in yourself, in love, accepting joy to life, raising the vibration of the whole planet by doing that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And here's something else. Can't hurt your husband unless you say or do something negative, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So growing growing into yourself and claiming your your birthright to be happy mm-hmm. is not... It. It should never hurt, right?
6: No, but with his... The way that he is, he almost seems like he gets mad at me that I'm happy. He's like, because I'm not I happy. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. I don't think but, he's
6: intentionally doing it, but I don't know what went on in his childhood. He's kind of closed, and I kind of saw... He grew up without a father. Mm-hmm. Um, his father was a drug addict, you know, but he's managed to be complete opposite of that. He's a very responsible man. Takes right. good care he, of us. He's a loving man. Um, I, o- life, I, only, he,
0: I only have 60
2: seconds. But he is... Narciss- okay. <laughs> but he is narcissistic. But anyway... Yes. All right, I'm 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 gonna be quiet now. I'll
0: be good. Okay, <laughs> but but just yes, but so, do okay. the work because energetically, when you change, he'll change, and and maybe he'll stumble a little bit. But explain to him what's happening, and that you want to be happy and peaceful, and you want joy in your life, and hope, and you would love for him to take the ride with you. Okay.
6: Okay. Sounds great. All right.
0: Thank you, Andrea. Thank you
6: both so much. Have a great day. You're welcome. Day. All All right. you, Thank you. you All too. right, Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, everybody, I want to let you know that Shaman Rai's schedule has changed. He now appears on the show the third Monday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern. Feel free to call in, check in, uh, follow up on previous readings. Don't forget, he changed his pricing structure to where you can now consult with him for a consultation at ShamanRai.com and leave a love donation afterwards. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.